the global warming. Global warming of 1.5 Celsius degrees. An IPCC special report on the impacts of global warming of 1.5 Celsius degrees above pre-industrial levels and related global greenhouse gas emission pathways in the context of strengthening the global response to the threat of climate change, sustainable development, and efforts to eradicate poverty. Climate change is a curse that us humans cause, and it is destroying our planet. It causes drought, temperature rises, water shortages, intense storm damage, and so much more. If we don't act against it, our future will slightly slip through our fingers without us being noticed. Scientists and governments gathered in February regarding to finalize a major UN report uh, about how global warming affects people's lives and the Earth itself. The gathered group's prediction about our planet's future was described as a nightmare painted in the dry language of science, which again shows us the desperate situation that we are in. There was an enormous amount of research and dedication behind the report. A consortium of 270 scientists from 67 nations synthesized the report after reviewing over 34,000 research published in February 28 as a part of the IPCC's sixth evaluation of local weather science. The report indicates how the impacts of local weather change are taking part in the outright now in some areas and assess the capacities of the countries and areas to adapt. Most of the countries can adapt to the situation such as constructing of city gardens or adoption of agroforestry the place carried out. However, there are also lots of people who cannot seem to adapt. For instance, in low-income areas like some places of Africa, South Asia, Central and South America, in places like those, there are undeniably high necessity for adaptation. Although there are some countries that make an effort in order to adapt, the investments are seem to be small and drastically underfunded. Due to this reason, between 3.3 billion to 3.6 billion people stay extremely weak to local weather dangers equivalent to excessive climate occasions, sea degree rise and yields and border shortages. The report showed us that us humans' efforts to stop global warming or reduce it have remained indifferent, as the UN chief said that this is not fiction or exaggeration, it is what science tells us will result from our current energy policies. We are on a pathway to global warming of more than double the 1.5 degree Celsius or 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit limit that was agreed in Paris in 2015. In the IPCC report written by hundreds of scientists emphasized that greenhouse gas emissions generated by human activity have increased since 2010 across all major sectors globally. In an op-ed article penned for the Washington Post, Mr. Gatteris described the latest IPCC report as a litany of broken climate promises which revealed a yawning gap between climate pledges and reality. He wrote that high-emitting governments and corporations not just turning a blind eye, they are adding fuel to flames by continuing to invest in climate-choking industries. Scientists warned that we are already perilously close to tripping points that could lead to cascading and irreversible climate effects. Key to adapting to those impacts is the restoration and preservation of pure ecosystems, the report states. Conserving 30 to 50% of the planet's land, ocean, and freshwater ecosystems will help support biodiversity and improve local weather resilience. Preserving mangrove forests, as an example, alongside much less developed coastlines, sequesters a large amount of carbon and protects against storm surges. Before it is too late, 
he must take an, an action against it, otherwise there won't be a future needed for us nor the next generations. As the government director of the UN surroundings program, Indre Anderson says, the reality is that nature could be our savior, however provided scientists that scientists Mary Maynard Daly was a trailblazing biochemist, but her full story may be lost. Mary Maynard Daly and her unknown story. Mary Maynard Daly is known as the first African-American woman to earn a PhD in chemistry. She earned it from Columbia University in 1947. It's a recurring feat in Daly's short profiles that appear in anthologies of prominent black and female scholars, and an impressive feat in its own rights. Daly published from 1949 to 1985, retired in 1986 and died in 2003 at the age of 82. What we know about Daly comes primarily from her scientific publication records. While working at the Rockefeller Institute in New York in the early 1950s, they defined direct experimental evidence that protein synthesis requires RNA. James Watson cited this work and lecture he gave after receiving the Nobel Prize for his discovery of the double helix structure of DNA. Halley also identified a new type of histone and determined the distribution of different nitrogenous bases in nucleic acids. Along with Quentin Deming at Columbia University, she identified the cholesterol as an underlying cause of heart attacks. After she moved to Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City, Daly extensively studied hypertension and later analyzed how muscle cells produce energy. She participated in a study that identified lesions in the lungs of a dog model of chronic cigarette smoking. In a letter from 1917, Abraham White of Albert Einstein College of Medicine, where Daly remained until her retirement in 1976, recommends Daly her promotion, citing her high qualities of leadership, valuable scientific contributions, and administration of the Martin Luther King, Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Program for Special Study that recruited and prepared minority students for medical school. It's one of only two primary documents the college had. While we read her papers and recite a few facts, there is a whole world of her life missing. We know nothing of her motivations, convictions, failures, and hopes for the future. We can't imagine the great challenges she conferred as a woman and a black scientist in the mid-90s, but we don't know how she approached and overcame them. Now, do we know the specific that drove her to ask certain scientific questions? The whole research effort made me thinking about the stories society tells about science. Whose stories are told? How and by whom? We need to prioritize documenting the stories of scientists, especially of scientists from historical marginalized groups, when and where they do their work. The media historians, libraries, non-profit organizations, scientists, society as a whole, we can do all the better to present opportunities for underrepresented scientists to share their voices and perspectives. Otherwise, we risk People losing them altogether. With new tissue growth, it is also possible for our liver to regenerate even after a 50% loss. The team does not believe that brief exposure to the miraculous drug 
possesses dormant regenerative abilities that can be activated by frogs and perhaps other animals. Some creatures living in nature transform into new creatures by completing the missing parts in their bodies. This type of asexual reproduction which takes place in this way is called reproduction by regeneration. Scientists have resurfaced the separate limbs of frogs with regeneration. Scientists at Tufts and Harvard University with Institute have brought us one step closer to the goal of regenerative medicine. Scientists mix five different drugs to create a mixture. He tried this mixture on an adult frog that was unable to regenerate its limbs. The drug to which the frog was exposed for only 24 hours through great regrowth of a lost leg. This short treatment activated an 18-month regrowth period that restored the leg. Although the drug mixture was administered for only 24 hours, the limb became almost fully activity in this short period of 18 months. Regeneration of several doses was also observed. The team does not believe that brief exposure to the miraculous drug poses dormant regenerative abilities that can be activated by frogs and perhaps other animals. Many creatures including salamanders, seas, stars, crabs, and lizards, can completely regenerate at least some of their limbs. People close their wounds with new tissue growth. It is also possible for our liver to regenerate even after a 50% loss. However, the loss of a large and structurally complex limb, an arm or leg, cannot be repaired by any natural regeneration process in humans or mammals. Scientists who made an important breakthrough with this drug think that this drug will be more functional when developed in the future. ...of Venus surface captured from space. The Parker Solar Probe of NASA has captured the first visible light photographs of Venus surface from space. Venus surface is generally covered in heavy clouds, making it, making it difficult to see. However, during two recent flybys of the planet, Parker utilized its white filed imager of WISP to scan the wall night side invisible spectrum and near infrared wavelengths. The photos, when combined into a film, exhibit a faint light from the surface, revealing identifiable characteristics such as continental areas, plains, and plains. The planet is also surrounded by a luminous halo of oxygen in the atmosphere. Nicola Fox, Division Direction for NASA Headquarters, Heliophysics Division remarked, We are happy with the research inside Parker Polar Probe has offered thus far. Parker continues to excite our expectation and we are pleased that these unique findings made during our Goethe Assist maneuver will help progress when studying unanticipated ways. Say the team, such photographs of Venus frequently referred to as Earth's twin can aid scientists in learning more about the planet's surface geology, potential minerals and university astronomer. Brian Welch is the principal author of the research report that announced the discovery of Irondale. He believes that additional research into the farthest star from 
earth will lead to a new and deep knowledge of the aspect of the university at a time when it was very different from what we see today. Walter remark in an interview. I think the most interesting thing is that it's looking back to a time when the universe was much different than what it is today. So what we have seen of galaxies at this early time, we can tell that they are structured very differently and that they look quite a bit different than galaxies that we see nearby. For example, the Milky Way and our nearest neighbor Andromeda. As a result, Welch and the rest of the Arendelle team are hoping that their discovery may disclose more about star evolution in the early cosmos, as well as the features of old primordial celestial bodies. It's only natural that stars at such a large distance will appear slightly different. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope will soon monitor monitor Arendelle and its expectationally sensitive to infrared light will let us discover more about the star. Arendelle created before the cosmos was filled with the heavy elements generated by successful generation of stars. Therefore, its composition is bound to be fascinating. It further research showed that Arendelle is formed entirely of primordial hydrogen and helium. It will be the first proof of the mythical population stars, which are thought to be very first star to form after the Big Bang. All about space, Hachibuta. Exoplanet XO3b was discovered in May 2007, but it has recently resurfaced thanks to a fresh study that revealed new facts about its orbit and seasonal flux fluctuation. When compared to the world we are more familiar with in our own solar system, the distant planet is strange. Tyler Bell, a postdoctoral researcher at NASA Ames Beer Institute, and colleagues used data from now decommissioned, decommissioned Spitzer Space Telescope to investigate exactly how weird it is. The Astronomical Journal reported their findings. The planet is known as a hot Jupiter because it is extremely hot, which has caused scientists to reconsider how some planets form. Gas gains like Jupiter and XO3b are thought of originate in the coldest of environments beyond what is known as the snow line, a distance from its central star, where chemicals like water and methane might condense into ice grains. The Hubble Space Telescope has once again broadened humanity's view of the universe, this time unveiling the most distant individual star ever observed. Just 900 million years after the Big Bang, this star arrays in the infant cosmos. Astronomers have given it the name Arendelle in honor of English fantasy novelist G.R.R. Tolkien and the European mythology he used in his Middle-earth writings. NASA conducted a highly anticipated virtual news conference on Wednesday, March 30, 2022, to reveal the historic finding. However, the US space agency NASA warns that the star should not be confused with the oldest known star, called Metashula, with Hubble spotted in 2030. 
Methuselah is thought to be 14.5 billion years old, a figure that has long perplexed scientists and it contradicts the universe's estimated age. Now, which means morning star in Old English has been given to the newly found star. The only other little things that we have been able to view, this, view at such a great distance as Arendelle's appear to be our star, clusters trapped inside early galaxies. At the moment, Arendelle appears to us in a stage that it's reached when the universe was just 7% of its current age, a period known as redshift 6.2 by astronomers. Scientists use the term redshift to describe how light from far away objects is stretched or shifted to long wavelengths, like red as it moves toward us as the cosmos expands. Do you recall learning about the Doppler effect in high school? According to NASA, the previous single star recorded holder existed at redshift 1.5 when the universe was around 4 billion years old, or 30% of its present age. We almost didn't believe it at, it at first because it was so much more out than the previous most distant, highest redshift star, said astronomer Brain Welch of John Hopkins. Hopkins University in Baltimore, the paper's principal author. Normally, whole galaxies appear as minuscule smooths at these distances, with the light from millions of stars blurring together, he added. But assuming that the case, how did astronomers come across Arundel in the first place? Perseverance records first sound waves on Mars. Perseverance over an Ingenuity copper were successfully deployed on Mars for investigation in February of last year by the nation Aeronautics and Space Administration. With his discoveries, the rover, which will collect rock and soil samples on Mars as part of the Mars Explo Exploration Program and look for indication of ancient microscopic life through light on the planet's unknowns. For the first time, the Perseverance spacecraft has captured the sounds of Mars. The Perseverance, which was quite with a unique microscope to detect sound capture the first noise on Mars on February 19, 2021. One day after its landing, these sounds, which span from 20HC to 20KHC, are within the range of human hearing. The shock waves caused by the supercam laser hitting the rocks, as well as the flights of the inagrinity copper, are among the sounds in question. However, because, because natural sound source other than wind are sparse, Sparse on Mars, scientists feared the microphone was broken multiple times. The Perseverance rover's research team also determined the speed of sound on Mars. A sound traveling at a speed of roughly 240 meters per se second was identified on Mars as a result of the investigation. They also discovered that on Mars, various these sound frequencies move at different the speeds. The of exoplanets that have been discovered so far especially those that have been well investigated. Orbit their stars in short periods, circular orbits, five wires spoke with Bell. 
XO3b is an oval-shaped orbit that is one of the most eccentric. Among the many exoplanets, this is quite unusual. Seasons do have an impact. Tidal heating is substantial deep within the globe, although it has a minimal effect on the outer layer of the atmosphere. Seasons have a strong effect in their regions of the atmosphere that we can probe very marked. Planets are thought to form further up before migrating it, though we suppose they must form further up before migrating in. That may happen in a lot of ways. Well explained. If it occurs in a dense zone with a lot of stars, the planet's orbit can be messed up. It's also possible that two Jupiter-like planets are interacting. One of them may be kicked out, while the other is forced into the system, into the system because XO3b's orbit is so erratic it appears to have been caused by a violent event. There's great news on the skyline for the planets in spite of the fact that over time the whimsy in it circle out to level out and XO3b will drop into a more standard circular circle. Once it does the regular changeability out to stabilize Some scientists in their attempt to understand why Venus become hostile and Earth become an oasis given the parallels between the planets. Venus is the third brightest thing in the sky, but until recently we have not had much information on what the surface looked like because our view of it is blocked by a thick atmosphere, said Braid Book. Lead author on the new study and physicist at the Novel Research Laboratory in Washington, D.C. Now we finally are seeing the surfaces with visible wavelengths for the first time from space. The Parker Solar Probe, created and run, the, run by the John Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory in Laurel, Maryland, isn't the first mission to collect extra data during flybys, but its recently tramping have prompted other missions to turn on their equipment when they approach Venus. In addition to Parker, the Baby Colomb mission of the European Space Agency, as well as the ESA and NASA Solar Orbiter mission, have agreed to collect data during their flybys in the future years. By studying Venus' surface and atmosphere, we believe the next mission will help scientists better understand Venus' development and what caused it to become inhospitable today, said Laurie Glaze head of NASA's Planetary Science Division, while both Da Vinci and Veritas will largely employ near-infrared imaging. P Parker's findings have demonstrated the need of photographing a wide Mars range of organs rejuvenated with programmed cells. Scientists working in the Cellular Plasticity and Disease Laboratory of the Barcelona Biomedicine Research Institute, researcher at the Catalan Institute for Research in Advanced Studies, under the leadership of Manuel Serrano, he succeeded in rejuvenating certain organs and tissues in the mice by reprogramming cells. Researchers have observed significant changes in the pancreas, liver, spleen and blood of the animals. In this study, we aim to identify the initial process of cell regeneration 
by in vivo reprogramming and to identify those that could be modified in the future research with the help of drugs or at the nutritional level, explains Dr. Serrano. Since many diseases enter human life with the aging process, rejuvenation is widely discussed in the fields of aging research, that is, restoring the properties of younger cells in the older cells or tissues. All the tissues in our bodies are characterized by containing, among many other cells, very special cells, such as neurons or muscle cells. The identity of these cells was thought to be fixed and unchangeable. But Japanese researcher Shinya Yamakana has discovered a way to change the identities of these cells. By delivering high levels of four proteins called Yamakana factors to these cells has discovered. Although these proteins can be found in some of our cells, high levels of all four of them at the same time can change cell identity. This method of regeneration allows for something previously unimaginable and makes it possible to take easily obtainable cells from a patient and transform them into other cells that are difficult or impossible to harvest. These cells can then be used in cell therapy applications. If this application can be achieved in human cells, we will encounter a very different Parkinson's uncovered in diverse study. Hearing loss and epilepsy are early features of Parkinson's. According to pioneering new research from Queen Mary University of London, the first new case study of the condition in such a diverse population published today in JAMI Neurology. What is Parkinson's disease? Parkinson's is a chronic neurological disease which occurs when brain cells that produce dopamine, a chemical naturally produced in the body, in the brain cannot produce enough dopamine. The disease which occurs when the dopamine secreting cells in the brain are reduced or damaged with aging causes movement disorders and involuntary movements. The disease causes tremor in the hands and feet, slowing in movements, stiffness in the muscles and difficulty in walking. Plus, researchers found that known symptoms associated with Parkinson's, including tremors and memory problems, may appear up to 10 and 5 years after diagnosis, respectively. While early signs of Parkinson's have been described previously, the new study provides further evidence of risk factors and early signs of Parkinson's using data from such a diverse and deprived urban population for the first time. Lead study author Dr. Christina Simonet, neurologist and PhD student at Queen Mary, commented, this is the first study to focus on the pre-diagnosis of Parkinson's disease in a diverse population with high socioeconomic deprivation but universal access to health care. People from minority ethnic groups and deprived areas largely underrepresented in Parkinson's research until now. However, to allow us to see the full picture of the situation, we need to ensure that the research is inclusive and representative of all affected. Dr. Elster Noyce, reader in neurology and neuroepidemiology at Queen Mary, who is also an author on the new research, continued people see their GPS with symptoms but often don't get a diagnosis until 5 to 10 years after this. As an example, tremor is the most recognizable symptom of Parkinson's but was detected 10 years before. This is too long to wait for a patient. If we are able to detect Parkinson's earlier, we have the opportunity to intervene early and provide treatments that can improve patients' quality of life.
This study confirms that many of the symptoms and early features of Parkinson's can occur long before a diagnosis. Through our ongoing Predict PD, a groundbreaking project using simple tests to identify people at high risk of Parkinson's disease before the symptoms appear research, we are hoping to identify people at high risk of Parkinson's even before obvious symptoms appear, which means that we could do more than just improve quality of life for patients and perhaps be in the position to slow down or cure Parkinson's in the future. Shafak Hussain Ali, a former native East Londoner of Pakistani Punjabi descent who was diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's three years ago and is a member of Parkinson's UK Race Equality Steering Group, said, Parkinson's disease affects everyone regardless of race, gender or community. This research and work led by Parkinson's UK reveals how the condition affects people from underrepresented groups. This means that new life-changing treatments can be developed that will de- benefit anyone with the condition.